0: Welcome, welcome back to Studio Secrets A to Z. I'm your host Anthony J Resta, and we're going to jump into part two with Pro Reese, phenomenal beat maker, songwriter, producer. Worked with Wale, Wiz Khalifa, um, French Montana, J Cole, all kinds of people. Welcome back! So so excited to continue into the part two. Definitely awesome, man. Like last week, we we, we did a lot of stuff about you know your background and how you got into. Uh, what you're doing, and I think this week I'd like to do a little bit more of a focus on some of the tools we've used working together and, um, you know, just the whole there are no rules kind of thing. And how, how, right. you know, you started off in fruity loops, you were saying, uh, at, when you first got into beat making, and then, then when did you switch over to uh, Pro Tools?
1: Um, I, well, I was doing beats and everything in uh, Pro Tools. No, I was doing beats in Reason. I see. I switched from Fruity Loops to Reason because at the time, the quality sounded better. And then uh, one day, I rewired Reason into Pro Tools because I was using Pro Tools, but only for vocals. I see. How most people use it. And I rewired it, and then the whole track just opened up, and I'm like, "Whoa, holy crap. So... I started, I did rewiring for a little bit, and then from there, it progressed. It was just like, well, I need to streamline this and get faster. So then um, I started to learn how to produce in Pro Tools. So I make my tracks in Pro Tools along with the vocals so that way I don't have to leave one DAW and go to another one, you know?
0: Yeah, even way back when we first started working together, um, when we'd collaborated, On things like there was a a really cool tremble track I might play in a bit but I was amazed at how you would chop up drums into individual components kicks snares and hats and just you just start you know cutting and pasting and and, and creating a feel oh yeah Uh, and it wouldn't be right on the grid it would be like something else and it's like that that's the magic that's really hard to explain to people like is how to make things feel alive. And do you have any advice on people to, with people uh, to how to how to listen, how to make a beat feel more alive and less quantized for lack of a better word? Um
1: don't use the grid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the simple answer. The other thing some people think it's taboo, you can uh they have things called grooves, groove templates and yep. you can use groove templates. Say there's uh a song that you really like say i don't know the funky drummer or whatever and whether it's pro tools or ableton you can extract the groove the rhythm of what it is and you can apply it to um your own drums that you're using. so it's like an algorithm yeah kind of like an algorithm like the the timing and you can you can uh, you can do a hundred percent. You can do fifty percent, two hundred. Just depends on how much swing that you want. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you know, too much swing, it's just gonna sound like trash. But sure, um, the whole idea is it feels more like a human. And when it's on the grid, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's almost like a four to the floor. It's robotic. It's yeah, it's robotic. And I mean, you know, even older records. When you listen to them, you know it's a drummer playing it, so the floor to the floor is not it's not on time. Not perfect. They're, yeah, it's a swing to it. So, I mean, you're just you're just looking for humanality, pretty sure. much, I'm, I'm in all your tracks. Period.
0: I'm I grew up listening to you know artists like you know even the Bee Gees or Chic, and we had a guest on here, Steve Roney is one of the best session drummers in the world, and you know you can't really. It's hard to quantify what it is when he sits behind a drum set and starts playing. Even if he's playing to a click, it's 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 got a certain um, yeah it has something
1: a, yeah it has it it's it's his it's his movement yeah and what I try to tell people whether you're a musician or you're a singer um, the only thing that we really have different is timing and tone so even if you're you tell jokes like it's the timing and the tone that you're attracted to. You know what I mean? A guitar timing and tone singer timing and tone. That's the only thing that we have different. That's, is,
0: that's a really like, it's like breaking it down into the, the carbon based blocks.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and once you understand that, it's just like, well, why do you like this singer or that singer? And it's because their timing and it's the tone of their voice. I mean, there's, 30 singers, there's 30,000 rappers, there's a million guitar players. What makes them different? Their timing and their tone.
0: That's so interesting. I mean, that's it's obvious but not obvious, you know? There's this trend I see a lot on Instagram where beat makers are using these like really weird shifts on things they are almost like negative swing where it, it just it sounds wrong. It seems like people are doing a lot of sounding wrong on purpose and that can be effective, but for my brain, a lot of times it's like, oh, that that like that hurts. You know what I mean? Right. So, what do you think about that trend, and how how do people learn to like not go too far?
1: Well, I mean, it's all art, so it's subjective. Like right. any anybody can do anything. There's nothing that's really wrong. But in the world of how do I get the masses to listen to this, and I make money? Yeah, that's a different thing. It is it's a different thing because you could, you can could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? But for people to actually want to buy it, that's a whole different thing. And, uh, and uh, you know, they have a... I don't know if it's really a saying. I think it is. But, you know, a song isn't a song unless you can sing along. So if nobody can sing along to your song, <laughs> like, it's its not going to go very far. You're not in the uh, right path. Yeah. I, and, I mean, you could have a niche thing, and some people have... like a niche audience like even Bjork like she has a very niche thing like everybody's not gonna like her but she is that big where people are respected and that's really what you want you you don't have to like what I do but you just have to respect it respect it and admire what it is that I do well
0: that's really that's deep and and it's the kind of stuff that I love to share here um you know uh, in your world like growing up in Long Beach, and, and coming from like a, a hip hop background, and some of the, the, the people you've worked with are so highly respected. It, it's it's kind of like a little like a club. I mean, it's like it's going to be hard for certain people to cross that line a, into that world. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, you've had so much success um, is that you know you're you're authentic, but you don't like you don't wear it on your sleeve. Like you don't like you you don't. I, I can't explain it. Can you, can you talk a little bit about this? I-
1: I mean, I'm I'm just me, yeah. I, and like I said, you know, in the in the last episode, I make music as a fan. So I make music that I would like to hear. So I'm pretty sure if I want to hear it, you want to hear it. It's kind of like uh, you know, uh, Rick Rubin. Like he doesn't play anything, doesn't do anything, and he's like, oh, I get paid because of my taste that you'll probably like the my taste or whatever. And that's kinda what it is. Like if you're a producer, musician, or you write scripts or whatever, you you get you get paid or, you know, people like you for your perspective on whatever it is that thing that you do.
0: I admire him so much and he is a tastemaker and like you look at his career, you look at the results, starting with the Beastie Boys on, it's like, you know, whether he does like heavy metal with you know system of a down or one of those bands or it's like whatever he does or johnny cash it's like he he applies that to great success and he's yeah. got the track record
1: i mean he 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 hears something that everybody doesn't hear i mean i'm it's cra- crazy to say, but there's a job for that. <laughs> like, yeah. I hear what you don't hear. I, you know, somebody that's a manager or I see what you don't see. Or a consultant, like, why do you, you know, get a consultant? Well, because I see something that you don't. So let me help you out. Or a tax preparer, yeah. I see something you don't, you know.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard to admit that you don't see something, you know. It's yeah. funny. I, I think one of the reasons why, you know, See, I, I'm a bit stubborn at times, and I've I've been doing this so long, it's that you know. Sometimes I think you know I can see everything, but I can't. And and as I get older and work with young people and people like yourself, I I open my eyes and get out of my own way, and I'm not afraid to say, "Wow, I never saw anything like this before. This is different." You
1: know. Well, that's the thing. You have. You've seen it all. You know. Well, like I, that, I think I have, but I haven't. No, well, you have. It's just. <laughs> you you probably didn't put it together like that like you know my mom she used to say there's nothing new under the sun and you know if you really think about it in this aspect if i tell you to close your eyes and imagine the scariest monster that you could think of it's a compiled collage of everything that you have ever seen before so you can't make a new monster yeah you can only make what you've seen
0: that's so
1: so cool so that's how music is like you can only like you're ma- you're just you're remixing everything that you've ever heard in your life that's, that's really what you're doing
0: that's so true and it's it's a perfect segue into a topic that's really interesting uh, is in, in music today is ai because is ai isn't that like some learning machine that just took everything that's on the internet and then re- reformatted it to be whatever you want to type in So it's kind of similar to that.
1: It is kind of similar to that. So, you know, people, that get scared of AI and AI is you just got to look at them like an assistant. You know, like they just help, but they they're regurgitating information that has already been out there. And then you become the Rick Rubin or, you know, whoever like that. And you have to. Use your ear and pick what's the best thing. You know what I mean? For the
0: moment and for the artist. You know? Yeah.
1: And I mean, I don't think that a, you know people be like, oh, well, is AI going to take over? Well, it can't because, you know, kind of back to what I said in the last episode too, how Max Martin, a lot of his stuff is mechanical, but there's no emotion in it. Well, the AI is nothing but mechanical. So it we gave it things to learn, but it, it has no culture. It it has no humanality, so it can never beat a human because
0: it has no emotion. So, what did you think of that? Um, was it Drake that they had that AI, AI version of Drake that blew up? What did you think of the track? I mean, the
1: track is good, but the thing is, it took a human to make it, and then it just had the AI kind of like re-wrap what the person re wrapped So, I see. Like the the uh, the appeal was that if the dude would have never used the AI voice and you only heard his voice, you would have never respected it because you don't know him Yeah, and you wouldn't care. But because you heard Drake on it, you're like, oh, this is amazing. And that's kind of the thing where branding comes in. You know what I mean? It's like you like something because it's you're familiar with it. It doesn't mean that it's not good. It's just you're not familiar with it, you know?
0: And that's really how the world works these days. I mean, that's how people like, you know, record companies, they want to see stuff blowing up on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. And it might, might not be the person with the best skills or the best... Um, you know, talent, but it's going to be somebody that, that appeals to the masses and that's who they're going to jump, you know, uh, on a, as an opportunity because they've got a lot of the work already done for themselves. Is that right?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, people want to get on something that's already moving. They don't want to have to build it, Yeah. you know? It's like, so
0: expensive to do that too.
1: And the other thing too is when you're an investor, you don't know what, you don't know what's going to work. Yeah. So you, you want to, Put you know put your money on something that's already moving that's already working.
0: That's the new world we live in. It, it's so different than the world I grew up with. And I I, I think uh, Frank Zappa said it really great. He said, you know, once a lot of you know bean counters and accountants started getting involved with the the, the creative process, it all turned into like something different. Back in his day, it was like some cigar chewing guy going, I don't know what it is, but let's just see what happens. You know, and they would just throw it out and then they would get lucky, but they would stay by these artists, like, you know, the poets, you know, right. Johnny Mitchell or Paul Simon. They'd stay with them through the, the, the beginning stages, which might be rough for two or three albums and I don't feel like they a lot of people get two or three shots anymore. It's like... It's, you
1: know, well, well, no, because th- there's no curtain anymore. Yeah. There's no mystique about the artist. Like, You are your own TV show. You have a, you know, a social media and everybody wants to see whatever's going on with you. So you don't you don't get to sit for two years and make an album and then make this big splash and stay on Billboard for four years. You're in and you're out for like a week or two. And the next new Thing of the of the of the day is you're out. It's it's over. That's
0: interesting. What's the effect of longevity on artists? Then in this this sort of this paradigm, it seems like that that longevity is going to be a lot harder to find. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I think we're we're in a bit of a renaissance where we're at a point where everybody's kind of sick of what's going on, and they're. It, people with i won't I won't say real talent but people that really have something to say yep. and have something to contribute and contribute to people's emotions and their point of view those are the people who's going to start rewriting history at this point you know what i mean so all that like i'm just copying this person it's like the original things are just going to shine through i mean you Know everybody is looking for something real in this fake world, yeah. Every, everything is fake, so you're looking for something human, whether it be drums and the swing, you're looking for the humanality, or you know, a, a singer that doesn't sing with auto tune, or yep. you know, guitar player, like you're looking for something that's human because it has an emotion to it,
0: sure. And you see people latch on to these things, like on, on various social networks and stuff, like something will just suddenly go viral, it didn't go viral. All by accident.
1: Oh, know? absolutely not. You know? Absolutely not. I mean some some Sometimes. stuff some but it the thing is it will go baby viral. And once it goes baby viral, I forget the name of I forget the name of this thing, but the the record labels and stuff use it and I'm pretty sure they have stuff like this for anything else. But once it triggers the algorithm, they can see your numbers and everything. So they're like, oh, th- this is on the move. Let's go sign it, put some money behind it, and then yeah. then it starts moving even faster. You know what I mean? So that's
0: like a it's a red flag that comes up. Yeah,
1: pretty much. It's like, oh, this is actually doing well. All right, if we swoop in and we put a little bit more money behind it, it'll go crazy.
0: That's really interesting.
1: And that's what they're doing. It's like you're you're seeing the after effect of, you know, something that was already on the move anyways.
0: And I think there's so many more um channels for music to be heard like how many cable stations are there how many networks are there there's just this massive place where music is needed and if your music you know is of high quality and sounds good and and touches people then you've got a lot more places where it could land right and i think that's one of the the things we just had a a, a guy on here called uh, chris sd he's a producer and he runs sync songwriter it's a online thing where they get your music in front of uh, uh, actual um, music supervisors and you can talk one-on-one and they, they give you advice and stuff. People like him are like, you know, getting a lot of new artists an opportunity to meet some of the gatekeepers and that's that's the kind of stuff that's starting to happen and I, I want to be a part of that too. I'm really working harder at networking and, you know, meeting more people in the industry and, you know, like we I talked about last time, you and I have got a project we're going to be doing for a trailer company on original music for you know that they trailerize and, and just creating new opportunities. Do you have any advice for people network trying to figure out where to network and where to to try to meet new contacts and stuff like that? Is there any advice in that world? Like,
1: I mean, it really doesn't matter. You know, it could be the internet, it could be a bar, it could be a car. I mean, it really doesn't matter. But the way I see it, and when I used to go to a bunch of meetings. You have to find the people, because, because what people call gatekeepers and everything, they're humans, right? Right. So they like certain music. So there's a guy, he, he really only likes rock. There's a guy who only really likes hip hop. There's a guy who likes like soul. So if you're a hip hop guy and then you come to the sync dude that really only likes rock and that's what he understands it's it's like trying to stick a tape into a a cd player like it's just (laughs) it's it's not the right format so i think that whoever you're trying to get to you should do research because you should you should be pitching to the people that they like they already like what you do yep you know what i mean
0: and that's what happened to us recently um you know, with this new opportunity was somebody heard some of the other stuff we had done on another project and, and they're, they're, they see the, the value in it and then it, oftentimes it's, it's word of mouth and you know, you, you, you know more people than you think and I just had a meeting with somebody who was telling me like, you know, dude, you have no idea how, what your reach is, you know, and it's like, right. you know, we all tend to, you know, fall short like in our minds like, but it's, it's, sometimes it's about getting out of your own way And just finding new pathways you know and that's hard for for artists I mean I think part of the tortured artist syndrome is to hole up in a box like a hermit and (laughs) you know and pray for somebody to discover you you and I know I've been guilty uh, over the last 30 years of way too much of that Oh, I've done it too you know we all do it so it's trying to get out of your own way well
1: because the thing is is we just want to make music and don't want to deal with the other side, but then you get mad when the other side is taking all your money and the thing is is the the other part is actually more work because it's it's not the music business, it's the business of music so if you don't have no business, yeah. then you really don't have nothing, you know what I mean
0: and it's it's and for me it's it's a comfort zone like I get like you know. All these great projects and and, and you know you, you're making a living you're supporting your family but you know the real work is trying to take what you've created and be a team member with and, and help move the needle not just for yourself but for these other artists and that's where I've after all these years that's where I finally realized that I've arrived at a place where that's like suddenly important to me and not just from a financial standpoint it's like it's what makes me feel alive you know when somebody, yeah calls you and says oh my god look this this thing happened it's like it, it, it just it's like a shot of adrenaline you know right and it you start to realize that you know you only have so much time and as i get older i I'm, I'm i realize that there's x amount of time there and 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 how you use it becomes more and more important so i'm off my soapbox now but that's my my advice for people is if it's if it's too comfortable and too easy then you're not, you're not in the zone it's you gotta you gotta like, you got to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. You only grow when you're uncomfortable and that's, that's, I mean, you can either be uncomfortable in the same spot you're in or uncomfortable going where you want to go, Yeah. but you're going to be uncomfortable no matter what. It's really not comfortable staying in the <laughs> same spot.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really what I'm trying to break out of, you know, this year and last year and just in the, you know, the whatever time I have left, that's kind of what I'm really focusing on, you know? Um, so, you know, I'm happy to be uh, working with you on some of these things. I'd like oh, to play yeah, people one of our crazy creations. There was this one track that I, one of my favorites called Greed, and I did this guitar solo that's to this day my favorite guitar solo because it was like I took all these tracks, like like fifty different guitar tracks, and I pulled down little pieces <laughs> and strung them together using various like um, pitch changing like things and stop action, like you know when you do like the tape stops and stuff. Yeah. And it sounds like I'm doing a turntable guitar solo. And right. It's one of my favorite things. And I love this track because it's got this 90s vibe. We tend to I came a lot from the nineties and I you know I snuck quite a bit of that in there. And you I just love your rap on it. It's 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 cool. We're gonna play it. It's called Greed.
2: Yeah. Now I don't trust a cat so they say I'm in my feelings. How would you know? Cause I'm looking at you from a side eye. I don't like surprises. tada forget the devil was an angel So I'm supposed to trust you with a hey note The jelly and the envy get the best of you So how the hell am I supposed to trust the rest of you? Changed man, getting paper you flashy Never broke bread, never even asked me Oh, my bad, you need it all? What about when I looked out, dawg? Oh, ah, so disrespectful Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you Hey Team flow, I pity you Violence, acceptable Ooh, ah, so disrespectful Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you 18 hey, flow, I pity you Violence, acceptable What you want, what you really, really want now All oh, mamas, you can get it, who's a punk now? You on the turf, young boy, no playground. crown I'm on my penny single, get down and lay down What's up, doc, 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 give him five shots Oh, you think you Machiavelli just like pot? Blowing whites, blowing whites, yeah, car cops Set it off like 96. On the op change, man. Getting paper, you flashy. Never broke bread, never even asked me. Oh, my bad, you need it all. What about when I looked out, dawg? Oh, ah, so disrespectful. Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you. 18 Flow, I pity you. Violent, acceptable. Oh, ah, so disrespectful. Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you. 18 Flow, I pity you. Violence acceptable, now why you gotta act like a troll? My first name Pro, you didn't know? And I don't trust a God-given soul. People lie like rugs, you didn't know? So I'm looking at you from a side eye. I don't like surprises, ta-da. The jelly and the envy get the best of you. So how the hell am I supposed to trust the rest of you? Change man, getting paper, you flashy. Never broke bread, never even asked me. Oh, my bad, you need it all. What about when I looked out, dawg? Oh ah, so disrespectful. Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you. 18 flow, I feel you, violence, acceptable. Oh ah, so disrespectful. Just wait, wait, wait till I get to you. 18 flow, I feel you, violence, acceptable. <laughs>
3: I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds. Uh, nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising? <laughs> (laughs) Oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts.
2: so disrespectful just wait wait wait
0: till i get to you hey, flow there i am i'm back so yeah that was a blast working on that um there's no turntable in there it's all a guitar it's pretty crazy <laughs> so talking about uh another thing i'd like i recently got into you uh with you is synthesizers like we you know we use a lot of virtual instruments but they're you and i are both a fan of what happens with analog in the analog world and there's a certain visceral quality to things like you know you the prophet for instance um let's talk a little bit about the difference between virtual instruments and real instruments um
1: virtual instruments it's it's not going to sound as good because you just got to think about you have your computer that's running your operating system then you have it's running your your DAW Along with whatever audio and whatever VST. So, um, when you buy something that does too many things, it's gonna fall short. So, uh, there's gonna be glitches, there's gonna be pops and all that type of stuff. And it's all digital, so it's gonna hit zero and it's just, it's gonna sound like either white noise or it's gonna sound like, you know, really thin and tinny or whatever. But when you have a synthesizer, that's all it's built and that's all that it's made for. And, you know, it's essentially analog. So it's going through, um, a different type of electricity and a different type of circuit. So there's the, the energy is different because it's literally electricity going through these synthesizers and everything. So you're, you're getting something that's, essentially human sure it's like a sine wave in nature yeah it's it's round yeah so it's not it's not digital so the whole thing of you know people are like well what's the difference well ones is ones and zeros and it stops at zero (laughs) and the other one is forever it's continuous it keeps going so as you know even if you say like oh it sounds digital once it comes out of the speakers it's analog because it's going to continue going but it just means that you don't like the sound of it, and you know the difference.
0: Yeah, I I think part of it's experience, like when you grew up with, you know, using old synthesizers, which I have, and and there's just a certain magic in the filter, especially, that just, it's often not, you know, exactly right in the uh, virtual world, but I I will say, you know, and not to just be a plug, but, I mean, Arturia is a company that I've been associated with for the past few years, and the the technology that those guys are using, they're, they they astound me, with things that are just so usable so musical and so visceral I think you know for me it's I've, it, they've become a part of my whole thing and I'm, I'm I sometimes I mix and match and combine and they all they you know they all have their own value oh, of but, course you know it's cool is there any virtual instruments that you actually like that you know you you, you still use like that you could shout out for
1: uh no
0: dead silence (laughs) no because (laughs)
1: because they the 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 thing is is the synthesizers and all that stuff it's it's so big that it takes up so much space so you don't need that many instruments you got to think about a band it's a lead singer bass player guitar player and drums yeah and a keyboard player so you know but those things are real and they're big and they have an energy to them so when you have a keyboard the sounds are that big instead of you know some stuff where you got to layer it and all that type of stuff and it just you know it just
0: it's bigger than life in the wrong way kind of thing
1: Uh, what do you mean
0: like when it's it's so big that it's it's leaving it's making you work harder to make something else fit over it or is it the opposite
1: no it's the opposite because the thing is if if something takes up enough space you don't have to add a, a bunch of stuff
0: that's a great topic, and this is something that I've spent decades trying to learn. And that's one of the things I see in some of the tracks, some of your hits, and things that you've done with big artists. There's like never more than like six things playing at once. And I work on productions sometimes; they have like you know two hundred tracks, and I don't always do that. And I've gotten much better at like you know. There's, right. there's some tracks that I've worked on that have like eight things, and you know, so I'm I'm way more open to using a lot less stuff, but it's the right stuff and that's the thing like what you're saying it's like you can have five or six really big things that work well together and stay out of the way of each other versus like you know this giant complex puzzle which I love to put together and I'm kind of known for that but there is a way to find a happy medium I'm still learning you know
1: but at the same time with a lot of stuff that you do I feel like it's needed so it it depends on what your goal is and my goal is to make records like I want to make number 1 records so in doing that the the main show is the vocal yep you know so you can't you can't put stuff together and outshine the vocal because the vocal is the main instrument like you can't be sitting there guitar soloing yeah. and somebody's trying to sing <laughs> along to the so- it just doesn't work you know well
0: if you're Carlos Santana you might be able to get away with it no because even <laughs> when he solos
1: it's just that is the voice yeah. you know what I mean sure. and when somebody is singing that is the main instrument yeah. you know what I mean And and people you know we don't People, they want consistency, and they want things that are easy to understand. That's why they're just like, you know, you hear these simple songs, like whether it's Macarena or Mbop, uh Hanson or whatever. Yeah. You're just like, why does this work? And it's just because you can sing along with it. It's easy to remember, and it ain't complicated. And, yep. you know, as, as much as people want to be deep and philosophical and all this stuff, we are very simple, and that's all we want. We we want one two, and that's it. That's yeah. why the one two step works with everything you could ever make in life because it's yeah. one two step, and it, it works. We're done. One yeah. and one and done. Yeah. Two and done.
0: That's it's you know that that I guess the, that formula. I mean that philosophy is important in creating art for like you know massive uh, yes. audiences. You know
1: when you want to affect mass people, yes, for sure
0: you know there's the i'm sure it's you know if you're if you're working like say you want to impress like prog rock people or people are fans of uh you know avant-garde classical that's going to be a whole different thing and i tend to go in down those rabbit holes sometimes too but you know this this is really good advice for people like you know sometimes reinventing the wheel isn't important but you can take something simple and still bring something very new to it you know oh yeah for sure yeah. and i mean you know some of that stuff is not as
1: Complicated as you think it is, either it's just it's it's the way you hear it. But you know, as a human being, you just you want to you want to hear it and understand it. Because if you're gonna be a leader in something, you need to be understood. So if you're too complex, yeah, you you won't be understood by the majority of the people. You know what I mean? Sure,
0: that you're gonna be more of a niche,
1: right? Mm -hmm. Which if like I said, if you wanna be a leader, you you, you don't wanna be a niche person, you you wanna you wanna to appeal to everybody. Broad appeal. Yeah, appeal. you know what I mean?
0: That makes sense. As far as vocals and I, I liked what you're saying about that being the the focus and center, there's a couple of different areas I'd like to ask you some uh advice on. Is from a hardware standpoint, like what, what kind of mic prees and microphones do you tend to find work best for you?
1: Um I, I, what works best for me, I like the, I like the, uh, the shirt SM7B, um, and that's just because you can yell into it. You can, yep. you know, it's just, it, it takes a beating, but it you sound like you, you don't, you don't need all these extra amplifiers. You don't need all these EQs and all that stuff. Like that's why most podcasts and everything, they use SM7B because, Whoever's talking in it, they sound like them. You know what I mean? And then, you know, if you got kids in the background or you got, you know, whatever you got, it's not going to pick it up because it's a a dynamic microphone as well, too. I noticed
0: that that microphone is extremely widely used in hip-hop, you know?
1: Well, that, I mean, I've recorded people um, on the C8000, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, you know, like I said, we we all have different tones. So, like, everybody shouldn't be on, really on the same mic anyways because something will work better for their vocal or a different compressor sure. or whatever, you know?
0: Sure, like some mics sound better on women than others. Yeah, Some, some sound better on men. For um, sure. I'm a big fan of um, Stephen Slate, um, his technology, where he has a microphone that's kind of neutral, and then the, the software creates these different models of different microphones that... Are, know in the cabinet some of them are like $20,000 microphones and it's uncannily uh, realistic and it's it's wonderful because you can change say you're in the mix and like you've added all these background vocals you want your background vocals to sound like they were recorded on the Sony mic and you want you know your lead vocal to sound like it was recorded on a, a U87 or whatever so you can change that perspective while you're mixing which is kind of powerful you know if you need yeah. to so yeah i'm a, you know i'm a fan of the modern and the vintage
1: i mean yeah i mean i like it but i know that it doesn't sound the same because <laughs> some of the records that we did like i'd use this sm7b and then cariotti would go in there and try to uh, match with something that i did here in your studio Yep, yeah. and i could tell it it would not it You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, you know, so there is a difference, but, but this is what I realized too. A consumer will never be able to tell. Like, so we we're like, oh yeah, I want, I want to use this synth and I want to use this or I want to use this VST. The consumer, all they care about is do they like it? Yeah. And if they like it, that's it.
0: Yeah, that goes back to, like, uh, Nick Dick Clark on American Bandstand, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, pretty much.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I tell people this a lot, too, is, uh, you know, Happy Birthday is one of the greatest songs ever written. Like, do you ever hear somebody sing Happy Birthday and, and think to yourself, oh, my God, you sound horrible? You don't, because it's such a good song. It doesn't matter who sings it. You sing it right. And then when people actually that can sing sing happy birthday you don't like it
0: (laughs) that's really interesting
1: you know and and that's because we the other part of that is we know exactly which note is supposed to be hit so, you know what I'm saying, we like consistency as human beings. So when you start doing all this other stuff and it's not the note, we're just like, no, you you
0: messed up happy birthday. Well, what about the the national anthem then when like these R&B singers like...
1: They mess it up because if you just sung it how it was written, it'll work. It's it's kind of like, you know, people, they, they want to sing Whitney Houston, they want to see sing Luther Vandross, they want to sing Madonna or whoever they want to sing. As long as if you hit every single note that the original song sang, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, they killed it. Once you start putting your own flavor on it, they hate you (laughs) and they hate you because we already know each note that's going to be hit. So my brain is like, that's that's not the note. That's I know the note It's not the note yeah so why'd you you do that
0: i see yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i I always wondered why i don't like some of those um
1: because they didn't sing it as you know it that's that's it Yeah. if it's an original song they're just you know they're trying to figure it out but if it's a hit song and you know every note you're like please please just sing that note (laughs) don't don't do the note that you think you want to do that you yeah you're a great singer and all this vocal vocal acrobatic bullshit that's that's fine but sing the song as I
0: know it don't 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 change it yeah that that makes a lot of sense that was part one of that question and the second part was when you're working with a singer what are some of the things that you like to to do to try to create the right mood or, tre- or try to pull out of them something that a that you know people can connect with and b that you recognize and those are two completely different things tell us a little bit about like say you're sitting with an R&B singer working on a track and she starts singing what are some of the things that will either make you go oh yeah or oh no um
1: and the things that make me go oh no is uh they try to sing out of their range um or because maybe the track calls for it or whatever, they'll sing out of their tone. You know what I mean? Sure. So they don't sound like them. They sound like they're trying to be something else, that they're not. So one of the things that I love to do is I try to, I love to get, because singers love to just, they sing high. I want to hear them in their chest voice, Yeah. almost in their talking voice and if we're going to write a song they need in it's better if it's about their life or kind of because then it's more sentimental and the things that you care about you sing differently than the things that have nothing to do with you
0: you know what that's 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 a really incredible And it's it's one of those things that's so easy to miss, you know, and that I'm sure there are some people that are really great at singing out of a phone book and making it special. But I think it's a lot harder
1: when well, you got to be a vessel for that. Like Whitney Houston, she she didn't write anything, whatever, but she could convey those songs. Luther Vandross did the same thing. He almost all of his songs were covers, you know what I mean? And some people there are people that can take something and really make it their own. There are not that many people that can actually do that.
0: Yeah, it's a rare talent.
1: Yeah, it's that—that's a talent in itself. So there is space for all these things, but you can't just be running it around and saying that's that's my talent, and, and, and it's not.
0: Sure, it's 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 easy to to think you can, but e- yeah,
1: it's so easy to think you can.
0: Wow, that's that's some deep stuff right there. You know, um, have you ever worked with a singer where they did something super magical like? on the first like one or two takes Oh yeah. and then they spent like days like trying to top it, thinking that they could do way better.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you, a uh, person that I was in the studio with, I didn't have nothing to do with the ses- session or anything, but I was in there, but I seen, uh, Eric Benet, which is Holly Berry's ex, uh, husband,
2: yep.
1: amazing singer. And he sang the same line perfectly perfectly probably 80 times and i'm like it's not getting any better it's you it's your voice it's the same note i don't know what you're looking for and the only thing that i could think of which singers will sing things over is the timing they heard what the timing was and the computer didn't pick it up and the engineer needs to move it
0: yeah that happens a lot yeah Kareyati is the master of that, you know. He, oh yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, sometimes it's like you know six milliseconds. Or, or oh,
1: for or, sure, but yeah. but timing—that is the feeling. So if like you think you hit it wrong, but it's you just need to move it because you're the instrument, you know, sliding through, you know, other instruments, and and you're in a pocket. Yeah. And if it's if it's clashing, it's it's clashing.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. I think one of the things that I always say to people is is just sing, don't think. And I think sometimes in the later takes, people start to think too much. And oh, then, for sure. And they're, they're overanalyzing what they're they're doing. And, and that takes away from the, the initial uh, emotion that was in whatever made them write that song.
1: Right. And I, you know what? I have this thing that I call like the... I call it like the magic moment. And it's when you first hear a track that sounds great. I like to cut the song once because a lot of people, they don't have a good technique to come back two, three weeks later and have the same emotion because, you know, singing is a lot like, like acting, you know what I mean? So you have to put yourself in that same place. You have to put yourself in that same tone, that same emotion. And a lot of people can't get back to that place. So I'm like, we need to cut everything now, because you're not getting this magic back again. You yeah, know? That's,
0: that's that's yeah, and it's hard to trust your producer, and and believe him when in your heart you're like, I know I can do it better. I know I can do it better. You know, some that that's hard sometimes for people, but once they, you've proven that you 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 know the right thing to do more than once then they'll, they'll start to trust you yeah
1: i don't prove anything yeah you either listen or you don't <laughs> like you like i said they came to you for a reason they yeah. know what you're capable of yeah. so if they're not gonna listen why are you here
0: yeah i i've heard that statement um i think my manager might have said he's like why hire a bulldog if you want to do all the barking
1: you know? pretty much
0: <laughs> you know what i mean but sometimes it's give and take you know like i i don't want to be always feeling like my absolute decision is the only one that matters you know there's collaboration too so you have to find a happy medium
1: well the thing is is there's it's it's not like i'm saying like oh yeah i'm being a dick about it yeah i'm just saying that i'm letting you do what you're doing and i'm listening to it outside looking in and you're telling me oh i could do it better and i'm like you already did it great and and you're you're fucking it up now. <laughs> Can you stop?
0: That's just, you, you're you full of a lot of great <laughs> wisdom today. I really, I think this was a great, um, you know, um, angle. You know, cause, <laughs> and people like, like this stuff. And that's what, you know, Studio Secrets, I'm trying to bring it to a place that's more and more about, you know, experience and sharing things that might help you avoid some of the mistakes we've made so many times. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. And, I mean, you know, life's a journey, and it takes... It takes time. You need those mistakes and everything, you know what I mean? And even if you're good at taking somebody else's advice, you're still going to run into those things, you know what I mean? Because those are the things that are going to, you know, make you great dealing with certain artists that you're just like, oh, this is a terrible experience and whatever, you know what I mean? Sure.
0: Sometimes it's part of a growth process. Like, you know, the first record you work with somebody is a certain way and then they trust you and then as you, you develop together you slowly build into new and better things and that's that's like long-term relationships has been one of the reasons why i've been able to do this for so long is you know it's all about trust
1: oh for sure and i mean but the other thing too is that that i've learned that um you know of course you know you don't say everything that's on your mind you know to people because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or whatever but at the same time i've seen very very successful producers that are straight assholes and you know get in people's face and sometimes people need that too and sometimes you know you you've done what you've done you have the track record that you have and sometimes you gotta kind of like yo I'm here for a reason and you're in my face for a reason so
2: yeah
0: (laughs) the line in the sand you
2: gotta you gotta draw it some
1: some yeah some sometimes you you gotta do it so you know, you can't always be, you know, super humble about it or whatever. In a diplomatic way, we would love to do that, but I tend
0: to do that too much. Sometimes when you're a people pleaser, you tend to, you can go too far with that that character trait. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: that- I mean, but the thing is, is a lot of artists really are there because they want you to tell them what to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there's a fine line. Like you give them what they want. But you you just be like, well, but the the song needs what it needs.
0: Yeah, and you're bringing out the
1: best. Exactly,
0: that's the whole point. Well, man, it's been so great to have you here, and I wanted to kind of close out with a, a track um, that we worked on together. That's one of my favorites, and it combines like symphonic and orchestra elements with like heavy guitar and hip hop. And it was the one where I said you had the emphasis on the wrong syllable, and you told me not to, to, to tell you how to rap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called "Breathtaking." So okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's crank that one up. I think that'll be a good, good one to uh, to close out with. Let me okay, it. Cool. Put it up. <laughs>
2: listed cause I'm no good fuck what they telling me I'm the only person fellin' me speedin' through life, I never caught a felony classic shit, they on my dick bastard shit, R. Kelly sick lock and key, that shit secret close your eyes to see greatness uh, a champion impossible where I come from uh, a champion a underdog but still number one uh, Yeah, this shit breathtaking, yeah, this shit breathtaking The belief I made you amazing Yeah, this shit breathtaking, yeah, this shit breathtaking Yeah, this shit breathtaking From the hood, look how I made it yeah, the shit, running from the law, grabbing on my balls, living too fast, but I'ma need it all. Halfway sleep, but a nigga recall. When I ain't had shit, piss poor. now I ball. Funny little thing, it don't mean shit. Wonder do you care, even just a bit, now I'm down for the cause, We gon' take it all, we don't need a chain, and we don't need a mall. We need a, uh, a champion. Impossible where I come from. Uh, a champion, a underdog, but still number one. Uh yeah the shit breath taken. Yeah the shit breath taken The Belief for made you amazing. Yeah the shit breath taken Year the shit breath taken Year the shit breath taken from the hood look how I made it. Yeah the shit breath taken
0: Reese man it's- I love that track so much. It's like I see Rocky climbing up the steps. It's just such a victory feeling. You know, it's <laughs> like I know, I just know we're going to get a big sync with that eventually. Um, we got a bunch of new stuff we're going to be doing. And I got to get you back on the show because uh, you have so many great insights. And I, it's been wonderful to have you, man.
1: I appreciate having me.
0: Yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Definitely. Anthony J. Resta signing off for Studio Secrets A to Z. Don't forget to like and subscribe and check out our new website with the uh, tabs to work with us. And yeah, get back to us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.